Get the little ones, sit back, relax, and listen to the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audiences. And now, Faux Fiction Audio brings you another case from the spiral bound and sticky note files of Mickey McKinney, Boy Detective. Mickey McKinney, that mini-mystery man, solves the cases that plague the halls of Maple Ridge Middle School with his trusty partner and friend, Sam Hayes. No pet or project too lost, no cafeteria food too mysterious, no case too small when Mickey McKinney is on the job. name's McKinney. Mickey McKinney. Arthur Schopenhauer once said, the two enemies of human happiness are pain and boredom. Considering pain and boredom are my companions to the point we're going practically steady, I have to wonder if I have a subconscious need to eschew happiness, or at least smile. McKinney and Hayes Investigations. What do you need? I just came in here to get a mop. Oh. It's actually right behind you. If you could just grab it. No, not the one with the red handle, but the blue one that's leaning against the wall. Thanks, I appreciate it. Hey kid, if you really need something to do, I'll give you a couple bucks to tell me what's on my neck. (sighs) My girlfriend won't even come near me. The week before, clients were in abundance, and with the help of my partner, Sam Hayes, we had solved two missing items cases, both of which were located in the lost and found. A snoop and snitch on Jennifer Lewinsky's latest boyfriend, who was spending way too much time with Rosie Hamilton, and the case of the missing math homework, which was really below our skill set, but completely worth it due to the magnanimous payment of a large chocolate bar for me and a bag of beef jerky for Sam. Hey, McSherlock, what's new? Did you know there are... Four different kinds of boils? The furuncle? The hydrogen titus super I don't want to hear the rest. Why do you need to know this? Uh, Jack the janitor asked me to look at the boil on his neck. Okay, I'm sorry I asked. We haven't had a case for three days, Sam. I need something to do. Have you started on Friday's Spanish homework? I'm not that desperate. Uh, what's with those flyers you've got? I learned to read about six years ago, but I'm pretty sure it says Parent Career Day. Yeah, wise guy. I thought they canceled it. Why would they do that? Apparently it's the best part of the year. Bring your parents, do bonding activities, listen to lectures on different career experiences. It's the stupidest part of the year. It's an annual popularity competition of who has the best parent, and then they spend the rest of the day rubbing it in. The nerve of some people. Oh, come on, McGrumpy. It could be fun. The Maple Ridge Police Department is coming to give a lecture. Maybe you could talk to a real detective and pick up some pointers. Eh, no thanks. I should probably stay in the office. Lucy might lose her pet pig again. You know, there are times when I wonder if that hat is cutting off circulation to your brain. Hi everyone, I'm Ann Albers, and I've been an avionics engineer for eight years. That means I get to work on computer systems that help the airplanes fly. It sounds glamorous, but it actually involves a lot of time staring at a computer, 
making sure tiny bits of software programs, which are the instructions that tell the computer what to do, work exactly the way they're supposed to. Then, all over the world, thousands of engineers combine their little programs to make the systems that actually fly the airplane. The fun part about being an avionics engineer is that I get to go on flight tests. I get to ride on a mostly empty airplane with only the pilots and a few other engineers who are all trying to make sure the computers work correctly. It's so cool to stand in the cockpit doorway and look through the front window of an airplane as it dodges the clouds or flies over the ocean or comes in for a landing at night with all those beautiful lights. Of course, if there's a problem with the computer, I have to report back to the other engineers and then we have a mystery to solve. So if you want to be an engineer, do well at math, problem solving, and develop good communication skills. Thanks for your attention. Attention parents and students. The three-legged race will be starting on the baseball field in 15 minutes. Again, the three-legged race will be out on the baseball field in 15 minutes. See, that wasn't so bad, was it? Come on, McScall, what's going on? Usually I'm the strong silent type. Look, there's a confectioner's booth. Maybe we can pick up some free samples. Hey, watch it! Oh, uh, excuse me, ma'am. Sorry about that. Oh, uh, hi, Kai. Oh, so this nice young man is one of your friends, sweetie? No, he's just one of my classmates, Mom. Oh, well, it was nice meeting you anyway. <laughs> oh, and if you have any interest in the theater, we're having a workshop in the auditorium. Which we should probably be getting to so we can set up. Come on, Mom. I have no idea what happened there, but I'm pretty sure you're an idiot. Seriously? I have no idea what I did wrong. You never do. Oh, cool! Martial arts workshop! Wanna watch me wipe the mats with the instructor? Thanks, Sam, but I think I'm gonna go check in with Burners. Maybe she has... Hey, Sport. What are the chances of seeing you here? Hey, guys, look! It's Jack's boy! That... Oh, heck, they can't hear. Mick, who's this? Sam, this is Detective Paxton Rhodes. He's a cop from the Maple Ridge Police Department. Detective, my partner, Sam Hayes. Please, call me Pax. Any friend of Jackie's kid's a friend of mine. And it's Sergeant now. A lot can happen in four years. A lot can happen in seven days. Read the Old Testament. <clears throat> so, you're friends with Mickey's dad, sir? Jack McKinney was my partner for ten years. A good man. How's your mom been doing? Is she coming today? Uh, no, she got a double shift at the hospital. You know how it is. Sure do. Well, give her my regards. As soon as she gets home. Come on, Sam, we should get going. Nice to meet you. Whoa! Hey, Mick, what's the rush? Can't keep burners waiting, can we? Why didn't you tell me that your dad is a cop? That's so cool! So you're technically going into the family business, right? No. Okay. Is he coming by today to give a talk? No. Are you going to tell me what's got you in such a mood? Look, I'm just gonna go see burners on my own. I'll check back with you later, okay? Fine. Be that way. But I am going to find out what's going on. Oh, hey, Mickey. What's with the long face? Nothing. Don't suppose you got any cases around here? Not unless you want to find out where I put the witch... Uh, wait, here it is. Oh, uh, Mickey, this is my grandpa, Sylvester Burns, the second. Grandpa Sly, 
This is uh, my, um, this, this, this is my Mickey. My Mickey. This is my Mickey. Hey. Oh, it was very nice to meet you, Missy. Uh, actually, it's uh, Mickey, sir. Maxie? Uh, well, well, then who's Missy? Uh, nobody I know of. Oh, and uh, who are you again? Grandpa, stop playing deaf and senile. Help me with this catapult. <laughs> I'm entitled to a few pranks in my old age, aren't I? It's very nice to meet you, young man. Likewise, sir. I'm a huge fan of your maple cream syrup. Oh, that? Ah, the syrup business was just a job for me. My real passion is inventing. And spending time with my favorite granddaughter, of course. What's our estimated distance, sweetie? Almost a hundred yards, Grandpa. We're going to use this in a water balloon toss. Let's see the other teams throw their balloons across the football field. Ha! Yeah, don't forget to tighten the bolts. Uh, excuse me? Who built a catapult to launch a Christmas turkey across the dining room when she was four? Did you now? Oh, that's my girl. Uh, there. All done. Come on, Grandpa Sly. Let's wheel this puppy out in the field. Perhaps this automated hover trolley would make the task easier. Oh, oh, is this one of your new prototypes? You're the best grandpa ever! Oh, hey, Mickey, we'll see you and your family out in the field, won't we? Yeah, maybe later, Burners. Maybe later. For the owners of the catapult, could you please take it off the field? Machinery is not accepted in this competition. The name's McKinney. Mickey McKinney. This is saying that... No, wait. How about... Ugh, never mind. Shakespeare once said... Nothing that can relate to this situation. Excuse me. My usual habit of interwining quotes and themes to aid in my daily monologue seems a little rusty today, probably due to the fact that I was being constantly hampered by happy students with their parents, or my olfactory system was getting overwhelmed with the smell of cooking class results, tempting me to taste a free cookie or a cupcake on display. But this state of befuddled spaciness was certainly not due to a certain ghost from my past who will be called Sergeant Rhodes. And if you're wondering what backstory I had with them, well, Weren't you listening? He was an old friend of my dad a few years ago. The end. Adding a few tough customers, some guns and a damsel in distress, and some big shot Hollywood producer could make it a, into the feel-good movie of the year. Whoopee. Speaking of tough customers, I could see two likely candidates for the job hanging around the vending machine. Come on, kid. It's simple. I live from this side, and you shake. And then the candy falls out, right, Dad? Every time. Ready? One... Too. Don't you boys have anything better to do than rob a vending machine? Who's this little twerp? Dumb kid. That owes me a little payback. Oh yeah? You been messing with my boy, Pipsqueak? <laughs> so I was saying, how about we pinky swear not to tell anyone about this and go our separate ways? I like the idea of breaking your pinkies more. Touch the kid, and I'll see you get worse than broken pinkies. Oh, man. Thomas Tubbins, I thought I recognized your ugly face. You trying to break parole by messing with Jack's kid? I wasn't doing nothing. Me and my boy here were getting a snack from the vending machine, and this kid here started hassling us for no reason. Yeah, I'm sure that's exactly what happened. Go on, beat it. 
before I change my mind. Come on, boy. Let's go. I'll see you around, Pipsqueak. You got a death wish, kid? I've handled Tommy before. Oh, yeah? What about his dad? I've arrested Big Tom for three assault charges this year already. Did you think about that before you decided to piss those two off? No. That's right, you didn't. If I hadn't stepped in, those gorillas would have been playing patty cake with your face in five seconds. So, what do you want? Well, a thank you would be a nice start. And a promise you won't do a stupid stunt like this again. Thank you for your help, Sergeant Rhodes. Now, if you excuse me, I have some work to do. Hey, where do you think you're going? I don't gotta tell you without a warrant. The name's Hayes. Sam Hayes. Mickey would say that curiosity killed the cat. Everyone forgets that the second line is, satisfaction brought it back. I usually don't care what's going on in the tiny one's head, but since the appearance of Sergeant Rhodes, he had become a surly sourpuss that not even the presence of candy and pastry samples could change. I guess I was going to have to intimidate someone small and Mickey-shaped to figure out what was going on. I'd tell you I wasn't going to enjoy it, but <laughs> I'd be lying. Okay, McHermit, I'm tired of playing nice. You're gonna tell me what's going on or... What are you doing? Going through these files again. I think some of them have been misplaced. Most of those are just scraps of paper and were never in order anyway. Come on out. No, someone should watch The Office. Haven't you ever heard a watched office gets no clients? No. Well, I just said it, so it should be true in about a hundred years. Come on, Mick, you're missing most of the fun. I can't. A couple of cases came up. A sissy Cummings lost her daisy sweater and a Janie Seabird can't find her pink and lavender sneakers. I'm pretty sure those cases could be solved with a trip to the lost and found box. Come on, my dad is getting some parents to challenge the varsity team to a game of football. You could watch. Freddie might come by with some food he needs analyzed. The great thing about parent day is the lunch is mystery meat free. Would the earth split open if everything stayed lost for a few hours? I don't want to. Okay, Mick, what's going on? You've been grouchy all day. Nothing. I'm fine. Oh, sure, McRingcloud. I'd believe that. If you hadn't been Mr. Wet Blanket all day. Do I need to shake it out of you? Again? As your partner... It's none of your business. Then as your friend... Sam, just drop it! This is not something you can fix by punching or hitting or stringing something up by the flagpole. Why won't you let me help? If it was anyone else, you'd have put on your hat and I'd have gone with you, even if there was no candy payment at the end of the day. You do it because it's who you are. So why is it so hard to let someone else help you? Because this isn't a case. I can't follow a trail of clues to find a solution. This is my problem. My personal problem. Not yours, so just leave me alone. Mick. I said leave me alone! Fine. Have it your way. Attention, Attention all parents and students. The cooking workshop is now complete. For those who wish to sample any of the cookies and cakes, please head to the cafeteria. Also, a message to Dr. Sylvester Burns. Your hover car is floating over the pool. Could you please return it to the parking lot and secure it properly? Thank you.
McKinney. Mickey McKinney. I mentioned before that you don't miss something until it's gone. I'd like to add a big fat duh to the end of that statement. You never realize how lucky you are until you lose something either. But that was the nature of my business. How I earned my chocolate and candy. Someone lost something, or had it taken from them. Or maybe just had a need that needed filling by a hard-boiled gumshoe. And then it's my job it's to find the dingus, capture the thief, do what I could to fulfill the needs of my client. And that was fine with me. I could handle that. I could even handle a certain long-legged blonde sass mouth with fatigues who called herself my partner. But what I couldn't handle was when my past had snuck up behind me in a blue uniform calling himself my friend after an absence of four years. The way I saw it, I had two options available to me. I could hide forever in this dusty office and wait for the problem to go away, or I could confront it. And then the door opened and my third option walked through the door. My problem had actually come to me. Interesting setup here, kid. Your dad will be tickled pink if you play cop at school. I don't play anything. I'm a detective. Private. So I've heard. I've been asking about you. And it seems you're the guy that can help find in missing pets, or items, or mystery food. Among other things. So you lost your handcuffs, keys, sense of decency. Don't use that tone with me, young man. I watched you grow up. You used to come by the station every day. I didn't go to the station to see you. Have a little respect. If you remembered any of the times... Came over for dinner. Christmas. Bought me my first bike. Yeah, I remember. I remember you were like family. Eight years of ride-alongs and holidays together and taking me to baseball games. And then one day after... You were just gone. And you left us. You left Mom and I to deal with everything. All our problems on our own and... You want my respect? What happened, Sergeant Rhodes? What possible reason do you have for abandoning us for four years? Four years after which when you finally do show up, you act like nothing has happened. And everything is okay again. But everything is not okay. Nothing is okay. Why are you just standing there? Say something! You're right. I wasn't there. But I, I promise it wasn't because I forgot you. Well, excuse me for not believing that. Get out of my office. You can't make- I SAID GET OUT! Everything okay, Mick? Were you eavesdropping outside? Oh, we didn't need to. You were yelling pretty loudly. Um, want me to hit him with this new spot spray? One shot and he'll be covered in purple spots for a week! Thanks, Burners. But I'm pretty sure you'd be arrested. Wait, how did you just happen to stop by with a new form of spot spray? <laughs> what? A girl can't invent something and walk around with it for, for fun? <laughs> it's not as if I was planning to spray you with it for yelling at Sam. That'd just be ridiculous. <laughs> I just gave the whole game up, didn't I? Mm, pretty much. Oops. Uh, but hey, I didn't. The bottle is still in my pocket. Let's keep it there. Look, Mick, I... I didn't mean to pry into your personal life. I just thought you had a problem with asking people for help. The words you're searching for are, I'm sorry and I'll never do it again. Burners, we might need that spot spray after all. Okay, okay, truce. You're sorry you were prying and I'm sorry for yelling when you were only trying to help. Deal. 
Want to see if the cafeteria has any samples left? No, I think I should... Ah, stop looking at me like that. Fine, I'll go. What was that? I, um... I left Grandpa Sly in the lab by himself. <laughs> Excuse me. Thank you to all of the parents who shared their work experiences with us today. And now... Uh, a moment. Please, there's someone who hasn't shared yet. All right, Sergeant Rhodes, but keep it quick. We need to send the students home. Thank you. You've heard from a lot of parents here. A lot of people from every profession. Doctors, lawyers, engineers, accountants, chefs. But there's one special kid who didn't get to share his dad. That's a shame, because Jack McKinney was one of the finest policemen I've ever known. You've listened today about how being a cop is one of the most rewarding jobs in the world. To stand for justice, honor, to be a role model others can look up to. But it's also our job to risk our lives every day, to keep going even when we lose one of our own. So when you lose a partner or a friend in the line of duty, this job is also one of the most devastating. The easiest thing you can do is to cry, to give in to the grief, the anger, the frustration that a man as genuinely good as Jack could be taken out of this world, leaving a wife and son behind. And the hardest thing to do is to get up the next day, to put your gun on, go back to work. But that is what we do. Mickey, come back! That's what it means to be a cop. Thank you, everyone, for having us. It's been a pleasure. Hey, kiddo. You okay? Hang on a sec, Sergeant. Just give him a moment. Is he... A little hurt, a whole lot of crying, so maybe just... It's okay, Sam. You sure? Yeah. Thanks, partner. Anytime. Thank you for what you said for Dad. Ah, uh, well, it seemed like the least I could do. About Jack, did he? I got the nuances. Doesn't really matter, though. He's my weird partner with the bad fashion sense either way. He's lucky to have you as a friend. Yes, he is. And he obviously means something to you, too. So... Why don't you tell us why you really couldn't visit Mick after his dad died? Come on, sir. He deserves to know. You know how devastated your mom was. Jack and I had been like brothers, and even though she didn't say so, I guess there was a little resentment on her part that I was alive, and, and he wasn't. I should have... Uh, I should have gone to see you at school or something. Just to make sure you was okay, but you and your mom moved soon after and you switched schools and I didn't know where you were. I never expected to even see you again. I know I can't ask for forgiveness, 
for not being there for the last four years, but maybe we can work on starting over again. Excuse me. I need a few more minutes. Aren't you going after him, sir? I don't think he wants to listen right now. I didn't say it was going to be easy, but you have to start somewhere, sir. That was the station. I gotta get back now. I'll, uh, I'll come visit. I'll see how he's doing. Look after him in the meantime, would you? Of course, sir. Kid knew what he was doing when he chose you for a partner. Who says I didn't choose him? I'll see you around, sir. Is he gone? Yep. Went flying off to save the day somewhere else. Here, for the love of all things hygienic, take a tissue. Thanks. You really think Rhodes was telling the truth? It's not like I have this lie-detecting thing down to a science, but yes, I do. So he didn't really leave me. Or at least not on purpose. That is the logical conclusion. I'll leave you alone to meditate, or something. You want me to wrap up? Please. Oh, and Sam? Yeah? I said some things today that I shouldn't have, and I'm sorry. Next time I have a personal problem, I'll... I'll, t- I'll talk to you first. Well, within reason, right? I mean, I don't need to know everything that goes on in your head. <laughs> it's a deal. The name's Hayes. Sam Hayes. The detective business is a strange one. Sometimes, the people who give the most are the ones who need the most in return. I didn't have a crystal ball to see what the future would hold for Mickey and Paxton Rhodes. Heck, even if I did, I wouldn't use it to find out. Because when you're traveling down the road of life, my friends, half the fun is in the journey. And as far as the journey of Mickey and Rhodes, those two were in for a heck of a ride before they reached the end. Episode 7, Mickey McKinney, Parent Day Puzzle was written and directed by Ruby Fink, with music by Leon Biscara. Faux Family Cast includes the voices of Lucas Guerrero as Mickey McKinney and Grandpa Sly. Violet Fink as Sam Hayes. Leon Labra as Burners. Hannah Edelson as Kailani Groom. CJ Longhammer as Tommy Tubbins, Big Tom Tubbins, and Sergeant Rhodes. Sam Ryder as Mrs. Lewis. Ann Albers as herself and me. Zach Johnson as your announcer. This recording, characters, and the situations within are the property of their author and creator and protected by copyright. So until next time, Faux Fiction Audio says goodbye. Hi, this is John Bell. They say a picture is worth a thousand words. In my podcast, Bells in the Battery, I usually surpass a thousand words. Why does he? But for every episode, there is also a picture. You mean the itty-bitty picture that you see when you bring up the episode? Yes, that's called a thumbnail. They're drawn on thumbnails? But now you can see all the thumbnail pictures in large format by going to the Bells in the Bat Free gallery. Just go online to thebatfree.com. Vec! 
T-H-E-B-A-T-F-R-Y dot com. And click on gallery. That's G-A-L-L-E. I think they can figure that out. You'll see all the pictures for all the episodes that were created by Jeff Music, along with other guest artists like the Lavalie Brothers and famous animation director Dan Reba. Oh, he knows one celebrity, and he really wants you to know about it. You'll also see lots of fan art over the years and a few surprises. So when you're in the mood for a picture instead of a thousand words, especially his words, go to thebatfree.com and click on gallery. And be sure to clean your thumbnails before viewing. 